This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here we are jumping off in hour two of the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL, AMFM.com, and always free on the Odyssey app. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. We are at Drago Seafood Restaurant in Met, uh, excuse me, in Baton Rouge, I-10 in college. We were in Metairie not too long ago. That's right. And Herb, Tommy Satanovich just brought out to us Drago's Cajun Egg Rolls. And they got, it's got a little boudin in it, crawfish with, with – Two sauces, kind of a sweetened, a sweetened, uh, spicy sauce. Yep. Uh, with and then there's another one that's um, sour cream based, along with some mayonnaise and yep. some herbs. This is fantastic. I don't know if fantastic is the word for it. Yeah, that, it probably doesn't do it justice. I, I don't think so. It's 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 made out of a, a wong tong, uh, I guess wrap, if you will. That's very light. Um, it's not like a traditional egg roll. It tastes very very uh, 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 pleasing to the the palate, and then the mixture of all of the, the, the interior uh, ingredients are just it's, just, it's just outstanding. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Everything that he's brought us, Tommy has brought us since we've been you know, doing the show here has been incredible. Yeah, he's like, try this out, try that out. We were like, yes, the please bring meat, more. The bring crab more. meat Mediterranean salad I had weeks back, you know, salads sometimes don't always hit the spot and fill you up. Mm-hmm. Not the, the crab meat Mediterranean? Yep. Lump with. Big old chunks of uh, crab meat. Man, that's a meal. It's a meal, and it's it was fantastic. Absolutely right. I think that um, Tommy's he's, he's he figures out what ingredients works best together. Uh huh. And then um, and then he kind of tweaks it to his own little deal, right? And so you know, it, it's like he kind of said a little bit earlier. He said it takes about two to three weeks in order to get a new, I guess, dish um, to to be perfect like he wants it, and then he rolls it out. You know, earlier we were looking at the um, before we got on the air, we we walked in and uh, th- there was this same dish on a plate, and the guy's like, "What do you think?" And then Tommy looked at it, nope, not right, and walked right to the back, right. And then all of a sudden, when he came out and he brought these out again this time, I had to ask him, "Say, hey, what what wh- what did you see wrong with the presentation of these particular egg rolls the first time before we were on air?" You know, what exactly was wrong with that, that presentation? And Tommy's joining us right now. So I'll let Tommy explain to you exactly what was wrong with that presentation. Because for me, it's phenomenal. I get to see this man at work that does what he does. We see the finished product, right? But he goes through the whole maturation of it from the conception or the idea of it into, into on our plate whenever we decide to order. Well, the hardest thing, first off, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, the hardest thing that we have to do that you know when you have a multiple of restaurants is making sure that when you come to the baton rouge dragos that you get the 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 dragos egg rolls the cajun egg rolls yep and then next time you're in metairie or downtown at the hilton and you're with your wife and you're going to say man 
the other day I got these egg rolls over at Drago's and in Baton Rouge, and they were awesome. Oh, they're on the menu. Let me order that right now. And then you order it, and it comes out different. Mm -hmm. Whether it's garnished different, whether the sauce is laid on the plate different, whether it was, you know, even something extreme as it, it being baked and not fried, or yep. it automatically, I'm behind the eight ball because it might not be as good. And uh, so consistency is everything. It's always got to look, it's got to start off, you know, you eat with, the, you, you eat with your eyes first. That's right. And uh, so it's got to look good. It's got to have that, um, that appeal. It's got to be garnished right. You know, if, if we garnish it with chopped parsley here, I don't want to garnish it with uh, sliced green onions or, uh, or, or, you know, pretty flowers or whatever. I want, yeah. it, I want it to be the same everywhere. And that, and that way you automatically, yeah, this is it. You know, and then you start digging into it. And then, man, it is, you know. And I think that's what the difference is here is the attention to detail. Sure. For the, with the food and the, the staff and the, everything that we, you see, even when you walk into the restaurant, the appeal of it here is just, at all of them, it's yeah. just different, you know. He's so right, though. You eat with your eyes first. That's I know right. if, if I if I'm looking at something and it's not and the presentation's not appealing, maybe the food's not going to be as, yeah. as tasty. But something you rolled out a couple of about a month ago or so, or so. If you're going to the game today or going to a tailgate, pick up Drago's oysters, kind of to go in those cases. Tell us about that again. Well, so that's it's five dozen oysters. It's on the, the oysters are on the half shell Louisiana oysters opened ready to put on the grill, you literally take them out of the tray, put them on the grill, the butter garlic sauce is in the container, in the package with you, the cheese is in the package with you, we have French bread there for you to heat up, obviously it's in an insulated bag that's got the gel packs on there, so it, you know, if you pick it up, yep. and it takes you an hour or two or three to get to your site, whether, and, and whether it's a tailgate party or whether it's a party at your house, all you need is a grill, a pair of tongs, a plate, and an appetite. Mm -hmm. So you pretty much do everything but cook them. Everything <laughs> but cook them. <laughs> everything right. but cook them. And, and they're put in a bag ready for you to just literally, you walk out of the restaurant, it's in a little insulated bag, you go to uh, wherever you're going to go, and mm -hmm. you have your little table, you set it up, and boom, let's have the greatest single bite of food in town right here at my house or my tailgate or my That's party. Right. Listen, <laughs> I went to my local, um, my local seafood market by my house, and then I went to – a local grocery store and grabbed your butter your, garlic sauce. Your butter garlic sauce. Yep. And I did some oysters last weekend at my house because we weren't here, so I had to have oysters. <laughs> and and Chris, I had to have Drago's oysters. And that sauce that's available in Walmart and most grocery stores around town, you can put it on almost oh, anything. Yeah. You know, you can you, you can put it on steak. You can put it on shrimp. You can put it on fish. Pizza, <laughs> pizza like Herb had yesterday. Pizza. You I know, took I your advice and, and make it, garlic bread with that's it. That's what I did. I bought a loaf of French bread, you know, spread some of that uh, Drago's. A little bit of cheese, put it in the oven, and it was look, awesome. and, and, and start counting the calories, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was awesome. It was really, really good. Um, LSU Ole Miss, what's your thoughts on this game today? Man, you know, uh, I'm, I haven't had much, of a, uh, much time to think about this because I'm still throwing up from Thursday night. That's and right. uh, I had the fortune of being able to uh, go to Arizona. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm still sick over that. But, obviously, you know, I'm going to pull. For, we have to pull for LSU. We have to, you know, I, I think uh, Ole Miss, uh, although they uh, 
they, you know, they look good this year. You know, but let's look at their competition, who they right. played so far, yep. and uh, and and now you get, you know, you put them in a hostile environment, and uh, you know, hopefully we're going to shake them up a little bit and, uh, yep. and and steal a win here. And in particular, you got to like what you saw last week from Jaden Daniels at, at quarterback in this LSU offense that had been such a roller coaster all year long. And now you're thinking maybe that's a turn the corner kind of moment for this offense. How about experience? And, and yeah. he's getting his he's getting the feel of you know how the coaches want him. You know, are coaching him. You know what receiver to go to and where they're turning and how fast they turn and make routes and and just you know getting used to you know what's going on or, yep. you know, the environment and just being comfortable, chemistry. comfortable chemistry, comfortable in the environment, just everything. Yep. We love being here uh, at Drago's. Not as much as I love having you here, man. <laughs> we love being here at Baton Rouge. Well, I, don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> How many stores total now? We've got six restaurants, yep. uh, and uh, we have Jackson, Baton Rouge, Metairie, New Orleans, Lafayette, Lake Charles. We've got Bossier City uh, that will open up in uh, at Margaritaville in January. Awesome. And, uh, and just, you know. One day at a time, one store at a time, and making, you know, again, the, the making sure that no matter which one of my restaurants you walk into, that you're going to have the same, the same experience, experience in all the restaurants, whether my mom and I or my family is there or we're not there. You know, one of the things that we like to say is, you know, this is not a team. You know, you got a football team. you got two football yeah. teams. Get, you know, this is not a team. This is a family. Is family. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, just making sure that the Drago's family, uh, you know, just – steps up and you know your your staff is is so uh together and, and look you talk about family you can tell you yeah. can tell by the way your, your staff behaves you yeah. know and you can tell that that they they enjoy working here and i think that's a really unique well, look, look, we spend a lot of time on. we spend a lot of time at work and you know the last thing you want is somebody coming man i gotta go to work again mm-hmm. you know? right i want to walk into work man what are you doing how are we have right. fun and you know right. talking and you know because all my problems when the doorknob hits me in the butt on the way out, they're going to be there. That's right. You know, so let's go and have a little bit of fun and uh, enjoy ourselves at work. And and are you kidding? This is work. Talking to you guys right now and right. Uh, showing hospitality and uh, you know this is not work. This is fun. To- Tommy Satanovich of Dragos. It's not really work for us either. We get to eat really really well <laughs> and talk football. Hey, thanks again for having us. We love coming here. We yes. love. Uh, your staff and this yes. restaurant, you, you guys are so gracious to us, and thank you. Thank you, you very much. Yes. Yep. It's my pleasure. Tommy Satanovich of Drago's. We'll step away and come back. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here at Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. College and I-10 is where you can find us. This is WWL. Back here at the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, live from Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. I-10 and College is where you can find us. Early on, Iowa on top of Ohio State early in the first quarter, 7-3. to three. That doesn't necessarily spell doom by any stretch. I mean, <laughs> that's not a big deal for Ohio State whatsoever. Hey, but you wouldn't hurt my feelings if Ohio State goes down today against, um, at the hands of Iowa. Me neither. No, I'd, I'd love it. Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. You know, I, I think we saw our big weekend of upsets last weekend. Um, I think Ohio State – I think the college football playoffs going to look like this. A combination of Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee, and then Ohio State. Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, Ohio State. Yeah, I think that's what the top four is going to look like. So you, so you, you in the playoff? Uh huh. So you think three SEC teams? Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Have we seen that before? I think I know we've seen two. 
But then yeah. again, Georgia I'm, and Tennessee. They're going to play each other in the SEC championships, so they're going to cancel each other out, right? No. Unless, yeah, I think so, because they're going to play each other for the SEC championship, right, to the, the right to birth into the championship. Okay, yeah. So if they were playing head-to-head in the championship, then that would be different because we saw that happen with Alabama and Georgia last year where one lost, Georgia lost, but they ended up beating Alabama in the championship. Well, it just goes to show you that, okay, there's a lot of Power Five conferences, conferences that are complaining that there's always two, ta- two, t- two SEC teams in the Final Four every year. Well, It looks like it should be three this year, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> and not to mention when you expand it to eight or 12 or oh, 16, yeah. it's going to be the top, you know, out of, out of the eight, it's going to be five of the SEC teams. You expand it to 12, it's going to be seven or eight out of the 12 teams. I and, mean, and deservingly so, right? Yeah. A- am I wrong about that? No, uh, but, uh, you know, the whole idea of expanding the playoffs was based on getting more teams in, right? Correct. <laughs> All this is going to do is birth the right for more SEC teams it's to get It's going to be more teams, but it's going to be more SEC teams. And they'll, com- they'll complain about that too. They're going to complain about it, but who's going to stop it? Who's going to beat them? That's the point, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I think – Probably in 10 years, I think the likes of um, these conferences that we know it, as we know it now, are not going to look anything like they are. Mm -mm. They're going to be SEC heavy. uh, The SEC expanding to Oklahoma and Texas in 2025, that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. I think, you know, in the next 10 years, would it surprise you at all if Clemson's in the SEC? Not at all. Would it surprise you? Yeah, Florida State. Uh, That wouldn't surprise me uh, in the least. Nope. I, I just think that that's where we're headed. I agree with that. The other thing, too, is, you know, when you look at the, the, the landscape of college football right now, I think who's on the rise, I think USC is going to be out there. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be one of the teams that's really going to be. Lincoln really, Riley's going to have success. He's there. definitely going to have success out there. Now, the, uh, another team that's playing, uh, that's supposed to be playing very well right now, and I don't know what they're going to do moving forward, but it's Michigan State. I was looking forward to them playing very well this year. They've but been a disappointment. They have been a disappointment. So, it's like, okay, so we picked two, two decently good teams, right, um, with really good coaches. And I think these guys can perform up to the level that they need to to get into the college football um, playoffs, whenever, especially when they expand to eight teams or whatnot. Um, you, you, you're going to have another couple of outliers out there, a Utah or a, you know, a Oregon or Oregon State, somebody like that out in the West. Um, but I just don't see who else is there. Right? Is it a Baylor? Right? Does Baylor do something in 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 the Big Twelve? I don't know. I don't think they. I think they're going to be okay. They're always going to lose at least two games a year, which is going to knock them out of the playoffs. So it's going to be SEC heavy. It always will be. It always has been, and it's just the way and the the, the fact that it, the matter is that the SEC is a better. They have better talent across the board in the SEC than they do. Um, at a, at a Big Ten or Big Twelve, right? It's the closest thing to the to pro football that you have in college football in terms well, of talent. Is that for sure? Now listen, and, and again, yes, the numbers speak for themselves. Of how many SEC schools have how many guys playing actively playing, right? Now there are all these other schools across the country have NFL guys that gone there. The difference Not is the well, the, right. The difference is the SEC when you take the the West and the East and you go. The top four in the West, the top four in the East, they can go and play against anybody, yeah. anywhere. But if you take the Big Ten, you only got two teams that can go play with anybody, right? Yeah, and then you go to Big 12, maybe one, right? Yeah, there's dramatic drop-off within the conference in terms Correct. of teams one through four in the SEC uh, compared to 
the, the Big Ten or what have you. E- even if you have a team like LSU who was, who's quote-unquote struggling this year, <laughs> literally if they get it together for any game, they can beat anybody probably. Yeah. Yeah, it just goes to show you how talent-rich the SEC is. It's, Correct. It's pretty, pretty amazing. UT Martin and Tennessee tied at seven in the first quarter. The Volunteers. This is something you have to worry about if you're Josh Heifel. Uh, yes. Is, is you just came off that big emotional win, upset win over Alabama at your place. Rocky Top was rocking. They partied well into Monday uh, last week. And <laughs> you wonder, are the Volunteers a little bit flat because of the, the emotion they spent last week? They can be flat. They may be. It's an 11 o'clock game, which is always tough games. Now, we did play them at 11 o'clock two weeks ago, uh-huh. and they put up 40 on us. So, And it took them a half to get 40. Now, here you go, right? Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I don't think UT Martin has the talent to keep up with Tennessee. That doesn't mean Tennessee's going to win the day, though. This is definitely the, the makers of a good trap game, right, um, or opportunity thereof. So uh, I really look at this game, this Tennessee, U, you know, UT game. I, I don't see – I don't see UT Martin hanging on for long. No. I, I think I think Tennessee's going to pull away second quarter, third quarter. They're going to be up by 30. Too much too much uh, girth, too much athleticism eventually is going to lean on those guys. And yeah. They'll, they'll separate. One of the things that Tennessee uh, receivers, uh, have you noticed, they're all almost built the same. Yeah. 6'4", long, long big mm-hmm. old catch radius, long arms, thick. I mean, there's clearly a prototype for Josh Heupel and what he's looking for a wide receiver. Absolutely, and can run like the like the wind. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, huh. he can move. And and, and flexible, um, confident, and they have great hands. Uh, I, I tell you what, I really I really am impressed by Tennessee's wide receiver core. And I think that Josh, Josh Heupel has a great understanding of what he wants. I mean, I think they also kind of mimic the guys that he played with at Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's got taken a little bit out of the playbook of um, from, from Oklahoma and Bob Stoops and what they did back in the days and then also what Lincoln Riley's doing right now. And that idea of lining these receivers up outside the numbers. Oh, man, ingenious, right? It, it creates such a problem for your defense. I mean, because they got so much space to work with on the interior, you know, over the middle, down yep. the seam. I mean, it's just problematic. He's creating space before the play even starts. As well as implementing the, the tempo of it, right, mm-hmm. quickly. You get mm-hmm. back to the line of scrimmage right after the play. You know, one of the things about offense is um, the w- when you have the momentum and you can continue to keep moving forward, you never get tired on offense when you're having success. You only get tired when you're, you're you know, when you're, I guess, losing yardage or anything like that, or there's a penalty or something like that. And you got to back up or whatnot. But when you're you're going and going and going, you can have a 15 play drive and never have a timeout or never not go fast in tempo. You won't be tired at all after the touchdown. Yeah, look, Tennessee, I, I agree with you, Herb. Tennessee is going to be problematic uh, this postseason for whomever they play or whoever has I think to play it's going to be problematic for Georgia if they, you know, have that situation going on. I really do. I think they're going to give Georgia a run for their money. I, look, I'd be all for it. Uh, again, you know, if LSU can't do anything, you know, it's one of those deals where they're not in the West. Uh, Tennessee is a downtrodden or was a downtrodden program for a long time. Yep. They, they they were not very good from the moment they let Phil Fulmer go, and that was a heck of a football coach. And if you just look at the environment in Rocky Top, it's just good for college football. Yeah. And Ohio State just took the lead over Iowa. That's right. Iowa State. You know, I wanted, Excuse to, me, Iowa. Yeah, I wanted to bring something else up, too. Scott Woodward got an ex- extension um, yesterday, uh, or the board approved an extension for him 
I think for LSU, Scott is the answer in the key. I really think that he's made some – I think he's really made some great hires, um, football, basketball, both basketball teams, um, as well as baseball. And I think he is the future of LSU, and I think they did a great job of extending that offer out to him and him accepting it. Yeah, listen, I, I agree with you in particular – and he swings for the fences. He does. Right? He does. Brian Kelly's a big name. Jay Johnson was a little under the radar. Yep. Brian, Brian Kelly, um, big name. Uh, Kim Mulkey. Kim Mulkey. The basketball coach wasn't necessarily a big name, but he knew enough to know, hey, this guy can coach. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. Jimmy Smith, publisher of TigerDetails.com. Jimmy, we were just talking about the extension afforded or approved by the LSU Board of Supervisors uh, for Athletic Director Scott Woodward. You you think he deserved that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, any man that can talk Brian Kelly out of the Notre Dame job, uh, you know, and Jimbo Fisher out of the Florida State job, I mean, this, I think y'all hit it on the head. He swings to the fences, and he often hits those home runs. Um, very few of those end up on the warning tracks. He usually lands his targets. So I think he's as good as it gets in the country, and I think he's done a masterful job of, of reshaping the sports program. Um, you know, in all sports, women and men, he's made some great hires in, in his time here. Hey, Jimmy, we'll get to football in a little bit, but, you know, we talked about the hire in particular. Jay Johnson, watch how good this LSU mm-hmm. baseball team is going to bring this spring, going to be this spring. I mean, they're going to be in a running for a top eight national seed, perhaps a top four national seed. They're going to be really, really good. Yeah, exceptionally good. I think we saw bits and pieces of what he could do last year with how he was able to bring in, um, you know, some key, some key contributors, guys that could have gone anywhere in the country, and they wanted to come play for him at LSU. And then he knew what he was faced with in the offseason, what he needed to revamp, which is basically that pitching staff and, and things of that nature. And he went out and, you know, I hate to use the cliche again, but hit home runs, right? I mean, he landed some really big names, has revamped that roster. Um, there doesn't seem to be any weaknesses, and and this seems like on paper possibly the best LSU baseball team we've seen in quite some time, and I, I think all the credit needs to go to him. Going back to the gridiron, Ole Miss coming in, the seventh-ranked Ole Miss Rebels to Death Valley, LSU, and do you think, um, Jimmy, that what we saw out of that offense last week against Florida is a product of the, them kind of coming to age, turning the corner? Yeah, Florida's defense isn't great, but, man, they were damn good last week. Yeah, they looked they looked really good last week. Um, quite different than any, any week we've seen, honestly. They've had drives here and there, maybe a half of football, where the offense seemed to be clicking. This is the first time where it all seemed to come together. Um, you know, and it was a couple of weeks ago, I was telling you, the biggest concern I had with Jane Daniels was his pre-snap reads, right? Where does he recognize the blitz and so on and so on. I mean, he was masterful last week. It looked like he knew exactly what the Florida defense was doing, where where his opportunities would be within those plays and then executing. And it was the first time we also saw him have faith in those receivers to go make plays in some of those 50-50 balls, right? Something Joe Burrow was exceptional at. Uh, I, I think it's more of, all of them, the coaches and the players included, knowing what they have and then utilizing those pieces. It takes a while. It's not like you have this ton amount of film like you would in the NFL, right? You take over an NFL roster, there's years of film you have on all your players. You know their strengths, weaknesses, inside and out, and how that they could acclimate to your system. In college football, 
it's you don't have as much of that, right? And so you're trying to figure it out on the fly. And I think the LSU coaches have a better understanding of the strengths of this offense, how to cater to their players, and then the players now being given those opportunities are making the most of it. Jimmy, I think you're absolutely spot on about Jaden Daniels' play last week. And I think that I don't think this is a flash in the pan. I think this is something that he's going to be able to build on starting today. Talk a little bit about how important it is to win that game last week and the way that they won that game um, on the recruiting side of it, aspect of it. Because this week here is going to be another great week to, to, to really showcase LSU Stadium, the team, the beautiful, you know, the colors on the field and everything with the guys that they have coming in this week as far as recruiting. Can you talk a little bit uh, to that? Yeah, I think perception plays such a big role in recruiting, right? These kids want to go to winners on teams that they know are on solid ground and, and are only going to take steps forward in the program. And LSU's been such a roller coaster over the last handful of years that if you're a 15, 16, 17-year-old recruit or a parent of a recruit, you have to wonder, what is my son getting into? Is this going to be the 2019 LSU or is this going to be the 2021 meltdown LSU, right? And we've seen <laughs> right. it happen almost day and night. It changed so quickly. So uh, I think it really helps battle the perception that LSU has slipped to where LSU is on stable ground and they will be back. I think that's the feeling a lot of people got. I think that the Vegas Sharks seem to have, have got that feeling as well with a lot of shark money going on LSU this week uh, over Ole Miss, even though the betting public seems to be favoring Ole Miss. So I think they, they did a lot. To win in the swamp is very difficult. Um, to do it in that manner with that type of offensive execution uh, shows that these coaches are capable of, of producing a high-level offense, which is going to appeal to those recruits. And the defense week in and week out has been solid, but even with a – not so good showing at times, you know, if this offense can, can put up 30, 40 points a game, they can still win. So I think it did a lot to show recruits that LSU's on the right track. They made good hires. They've got the right pieces in place. And now it's just going to take a little time and perhaps a little more talent. A, a guy like me could go make a difference, right? So I, I think they, yep. they, they took a huge stride with that win. And if they could follow that up with the win against a top 10 opponent, Ole Miss, who basically runs for seven miles a game if they can win this game i think that's going to build a lot of uh you know positive sentiment on the recruiting trail jimmy smith publisher of tigerdetails.com jimmy old miss comes in at seven in the country no disrespect but i mean are they are they that good uh, the seventh ranked team in the country or are they a benefit from a, a little bit of a lighter schedule yeah i think i think they're a good team i definitely don't view this team as a top 10 team though um I, I just don't think they have all the pieces in place they have a great running game outside of that i think they're average or below average in a lot of key categories right their quarterback jackson dart he can make a lot of plays with his legs i mean the guy has six interceptions this year and uh, 160 throws that's what one every 27 throws or so roughly yeah. that's mm -hmm. not great statistically right um, he's only been sacked twice because of his ability to elude the rush. But I feel like this is a one-dimensional offense um, with a defense that's going to have a really hard time lining up and being physical with the Alabamas and, and Georgias and, and LSUs of the world. So uh, to be top ten, you've got to be more than one-dimensional. You have to have a, a solid defense, in my opinion. I don't think Ole Miss has those things. I think they're very beatable. Right. I do think they're a top 25 caliber program. Um, but I don't think they should be higher than fourth or fifth in the SEC, in my opinion. 
Jimmy, next time you go to Drago's, get Drago's Cajun Egg Rolls. That's right. They just came out on the really? menu. They're fantastic. Yeah, some boudin, some corn, some crawfish tails with yep. this, sauce, the, the, this sauce that is unbelievable. And, and a wonton wrap. And a wonton wrap. Got to get wow, them. That sounds tremendous. Jimmy that Smith, publisher true. of TigerDetails.com. What's on the site real quick? Uh, just looking at this game, all our staff projections. Um, didn't put mine in yesterday, but I'm, I'm going with LSU in this one. I think LSU is going to pull this yeah. out. I'm going to go 34-27. Right. I think they've got uh, enough pieces in place on defense to contain this running game. If I'm Matt House, I'm stacking that line of scrimmage, and I'm forcing that quarterback to beat me. So a lot of Ole Miss coverage and any and everything recruiting, LSU-related. Jimmy, always a pleasure, man. Thank you. Take care, guys. All right, Jimmy. Thank you. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show live from Baton Rouge at Drago Seafood Restaurant. And, man, the oysters are rolling. The Drago's Cajun um, egg rolls are on point. It's LSU game day. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick will be here till 1230 right here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show here on WWL. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. Live from Drago Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. I-10 in college is where you can find us. And Herb is a huge Saints fan, so, you know, we, we do mix in a little Saints conversation. What was that from Iowa just now trying to punt? It looked that was a disaster. Yeah, well, you know, special teams this year in college football has been a disaster in itself, right? Sorry, I was sitting here ready to talk about the Saints, and I look up and I see this disaster. <laughs> I'm like, what? That was, what is that? Like, what just happened? Because I caught the tail end of it. Uh, we're getting a replay. Is, um, I was about to punt. I don't know if he mishandles the snap. Um, no. No? He, was he looking to fake? Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. Okay, so they tried to run a fake. Well, he should have made the decision sooner and then took off straight to the side. Yeah, he was jogging. Yeah, he didn't. If I was a punter, which I well, I was a punter, and I actually did this in high school. Okay. I would never punt the ball. Actually, I would punt it when it's time, right? Yeah. But if you turn your back on me, I'm de- I'm definitely going to get the first down. There's no way you're going to stop. I venture a guess that you're faster than Iowa, uh, Iowa's punter. Well, my decision-making process was definitely faster. Yeah. And then if you if you make that decision while they're, like, in the middle of trying to transition, he could, he could have gotten that five yards. Oh, yeah. Easily. Oh, yeah. I mean, he took a week and a half to make that decision. Well, see, LSU fans, it's not just the Tigers that struggle <laughs> on special teams. No, Iowa's struggling no. as well. That's right. And college, I think by and large, if we really looked and took a deep dive and special teams play at the collegiate level, is probably um, really poor across the board, more poor than good, just because a lot of these high school players, they didn't play, they, they weren't really gunners on special teams, Mm-mm. right? I mean, no. these receivers and right. running backs and safeties, they, they were the stars, so they weren't put on special teams. Well, I, I don't, you know, it's kind of difficult to put it on the player. I think it's more the coach and not really getting those guys prepared and, and, yeah. and, and relaying how important that particular play is, whether it's a kickoff, whether it's a, a punt return, whether it's a punt, whatever that situation is. It's just as important as a first and ten, yeah, or or three, a third and two, whatever it is. So, um, I think the coaching staff has to do a lot of that job. But even when I was in college, I mean, our, our kicker kicking game, as far as field goals and stuff, was kind of sporadic at best. Mm-hmm. There was maybe one year or maybe one and a half years where that the kicking game was really, really good, and we could depend on it. But outside of that, like our my senior year, kicking game was all over the place, all over the place. We lost every game by three, by two points. We could have won every every last one of them by one point if we made one field goal, right? 
So, um, but anyway, at the end of the day, I think that college football has to do a better job with, you know, coaching these guys up special teams-wise and, and then relaying the importance of special teams. Herb, we'll step away and come back. I want to get your thoughts. We'll talk a little Saints when we come back here on the Gulf okay. Coast. Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show, live from Drops Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge College. And I-10 is where you can find us, home of the charbroiled oyster, Drago's. This is WWL. Um, they played decent, like the first half or before the first interception, or even a little bit after the first interception. But then the, the, the wheels just fell off. And, and look, Arizona has some really good wide receivers. They're okay as a team. But we, I don't know, once again, this was a, dr- a drastically different Saints team that we see this season. And I was high on them in the beginning of the season, as you know I was. And, uh, but Thursday night, I just, I, I, you know, I guess that's what happens when you're a professional team and you play against another professional team. That other professional team is playing for their jobs. The coach is coaching for his job. The players are playing for their jobs. And then we just didn't have that sense of urgency. And then, you know, we, we put the ball in the hands of the guy that's not supposed to make mistakes, and he made three costly mistakes. Um, and it wasn't all his fault, right? A couple drop passes that turned into interceptions or whatnot. However, you know, you and I kind of talked about this before. We said, well, maybe Andy it could be the guy to take this team, at least this year's team, you know, turn it around a little bit and, and, and have some success. Which I think they have to a degree offensively. I agree. They definitely have because, you see, it runs a little bit more smoothly. Mm-hmm. The problem is it just doesn't go over the top. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just gets to the, almost to the top but not quite there. Well, also, you know, we this was an offense built to kind of, hey, um, the defense is going to bail us out quite a bit. The defense is supposed to carry this team. And I know they were banged up, no Marshawn Lattimore and – but, look, we got to call it like we see it. Tyron Matthews not the impact player that, that we expected uh, from, from the Honey Badger. He has not had a big impact. I think DeMario Davis's play has slid a little bit along with Cam Jordan on the, def- on the defensive line. So this was supposed to be a, a team on defense that if the offense could score 24 points, and that range 27 points, then the defense is going to do their part and hold them to under 20 points, and it hasn't happened. And they, they were banged up, and they had heard they had to play a lot of zone defense yep. the other night, which is not their MO. They like to play a lot of man. They, right. lost, uh, they lost Bradley Roby after the first series. Marshawn Lattimore was out. I mean, you had Chris Harris, who they just elevated from the practice squad. Alante Taylor, who just, just became active from injured yeah. reserve. Yeah. And D-Hop went berserk. And, you know. Yeah. It looked ugly. It, it, it looked ugly and frustrating, but I'm willing to cut them some slack when it comes to the injuries. That's right. But the details, they're lacking. They're lacking yes. in, in detailing their work. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on the home of the Fighting Tigers, WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.